Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the new football season and now TVs hit the back of the net. Oh, it's a stunner! As you can get the Sky Sports and Sports Extra Passes half price for three months. Now that's more like it! So, you can stream Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport at 50% off and all without a contract. It's perfect! That is world class. Your sport on your terms. Search Now TV Sports to find out more. 18 plus content streamed via internet. Standard pricing after three months. Further terms apply. Hello again and welcome to the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. I'm Mark Guidi and I am joined by our very own Simon Ferry. Simon, good morning. How are you doing all right? I'm good. Good mate. You're looking a bit nervous and I'm no surprised given uh, that the man that's sitting to your left hand side here, we've um, knocked it off again, haven't we? Top we've man, really knocked it? Top off. Man. a man with 45 years experience in the sharp end of journalism. Broken some of the biggest stories. Broken a few hearts as well. He's broken more than a few hearts. <laughs> Been in the front pages day after day after day. But I don't know if we, I don't know if we'll be able to tell this story on air. But one of his things that's given the most satisfaction in his career, he was actually the entertainment officer at Butlins for one summer. Well, yeah. the it's Mister Chick Young, by the way. <laughs> oh, yes. Mister Chick Young, it's Charles is with us. And just Simon, because I saw you play. So if I'm on your left, this is over this way. So tactically, you know where you're going. This. Uh, and it's a lifetime ambition achieved for me to be interviewed by Mark Guidi. It's, it's all I dreamt of as a boy. Big time now, mate. So it's, it's just brilliant. I was media officer for Butlins at Air. I had the choice of any camp, as they were called in these days, they certainly weren't that, uh, to, to, to do the media for, and I've chose Air, my home, in this great summer of 76. But we won't be going to that at any point in this. <laughs> Great football shame, debate. It was a shame you had to give it up. Well, um, really. You go back. <laughs> great. Imagine getting back to do that now. Do, well. Oh, dear, oh dear. Anyway, we've got a great 45 minutes ahead of us. I know you're going to stay with us. We're going to speak about the tragic events at Leicester City at the weekend and we'll pay our own tribute to the Leicester City owner, Vishai, and the other people who tragically lost their lives in the helicopter accident. We're also going to speak um, about the... Cup semi-finals, the League Cup semi-finals, Aberdeen v Rangers, Celtic v Hearts. We'll get Chick and Simon's view on that and the final coming up. And we will also look at some of the games in midweek, in particular the Hearts, Hibs, Edinburgh derby. And also, since we've got 
Charles with us. It would be remiss not to talk about his first love, St Mirren, and how they're going to go on against Motherwell and what's going to be a big game there too. And we will speak about James MacArthur's decision to retire from international football after gaining 32 caps. So we'll crack on. Um, Leicester City, check big news, whole of um, Saturday evening and the way it was uh, handled by by the media um, was very good, but also as well, just your, your own thoughts on um, the tragic um, incident. Yeah, well, it's, it's a tragedy, Mark. I mean, it's just a tragedy, full stop. It's not yeah. just a football issue. It's just a dreadful thing to happen. Um, you know, I thought the first I heard of it was watching Match of the Day Saturday night. I thought Gary Lineker handled the whole situation absolutely brilliantly, actually, mm-hmm. uh, and the BBC for that matter. But of course, that's a, a mere aside when you think of what has happened to this this guy. And, and you know, people come in and they take over clubs and whether they're shakes or you know just multi billionaires. In his case, uh, a man from the from the Far East, but he's clearly done a lot for not just Leicester City as a football club but Leicester as a town I know he invested in the hospital invested money all around the community so it's just a tragic loss and I don't particularly feel it as a football issue mm-hmm. um, and the other thing when you hear, heard the story was that when the helicopter crashed you think oh my god it's a helicopter outside a packed stadium the pilot has clearly been a hero in this and taking it to an industrial area and, and it was a miracle that no one in the ground was was killed or you know it's just a dreadful shocking evil story um but these things happen sadly uh we're also in the week where there's a fight in indonesia with nearly 200 people being killed in, in an aircraft so i'm, I'm it's, it's sad it's, it's a it's a terrible um fact of life and indeed death but we here, here we have a man who will be remembered not for just what he did for the football club, but for the, for the community, not just Leicester as a town, but the Leicester Shire as well. Mm-hmm. I believe he put a lot of money into it. Another good man lost, and it's just it's just a, it's an absolute, literally crying shame. And you saw the emotions of the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, his family and the fans, it's, it's, it's just absolutely dreadful. And I thought, you know, it just crossed my mind that last night the, the Mares would score yeah. for Manchester. Yeah. It just seemed to be... One of these things, you know, it was written in the stars, the stars that Marais would, yeah. they would score for, for my Western player, of course, score for Manchester City, and so it came to pass. Just dreadful. As, as, as Chick said there, so I'm watching Sky Sports, and, and I've covered it very well too, mm-hmm. live at the at the ground, and um, they got some students um, there as well that he has funded uh-huh. to bring over and, and put on the courses, all different sorts of courses. So he's right, I mean, he's clearly... He was a very rich man, but he's used his money very well and given the chance for, for other people to, to have things in life too. Exactly. I mean, any club that I've been at, um, you, you never even meet the owner. You know, and it just seemed like this guy was completely for Leicester City, for Leicester the place. Even watching Sky Sports, wee guy, he was on saying that his wife and kids had died and the, the chairman had completely looked after him. You know, helped him with the funeral, done it at the stadium, then looked after him after it as well. So, definitely a one-off in today's game, especially in that Premier League. I mean, you'd be surprised if owners even went to the games in that in that league. But that guy just seemed like an absolute diamond eye guy. And even Sven Gorn Eriksson was saying that he used to take him for for lunch in in London, and he he would say to him after, "No, I need to buy you something. You need a new coat, Sven." He would take him and buy him a new coat. Just he says he was just one of the most generous guys ever. And I think the reaction of the players pretty much summed it up. Yeah, he does leave behind check that that, and I know you're right about football, and it shouldn't really come into, but he does leave behind. 
the legacy that he was there when they became you know one of the greatest ever footballing stories 2016 and less than the Premiership mm-hmm. yeah. a miracle and sometimes you think in life you know if there's a good lord he gives you one thing and takes away from the other I don't know if other people believe that but sometimes you think there's fate mm-hmm. involved uh, in all of that I mean the, the lesser story I mean, a hundred years from now, they'll be telling the story of mm-hmm. yeah. five thousand to one winners. When you think about it, and the further we get from it happening, I think the more remarkable a story yeah. it becomes. I mean, is anyone going to see Manchester? Not, not Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea. Anyone else going to win the league in, in, in years to come? Yet Leicester City did it against all against five thousand one odds mm-hmm. to, to be actual. But it's an astonishing story, and and, and it, is, it will go down in the realms of history a hundred years from now when I don't think we'll be doing this podcast people <laughs> will still be talking about it and remembering what, what and, and, and that man and it wouldn't have happened without that man's wealth that's his legacy isn't it uh, yeah. and as Claudio Ranieri said this morning too who was a manager then of course um, he said that you know Vishai's sad passing that you know he's been left badly shaken with it and you, and you can understand because although they it sacked him nine months yeah. later but they would have had a wonderful relationship see all that that's just another factor that, that mm-hmm. Leicester City would produce a miracle and then sack the manager. Mm-hmm. All, just as that short time later, it all becomes part of that. People, again, will look back. It's like, if it's much worse than Vladimir Romanov sacking George Burley after, was it, nine wins? You know, you Hearts fans still must wonder what might have happened. Leicester City, Ranieri and the relationship he had with them. A remarkable story. Uh, and, and now we sit and ruminate on it all because of this tragic death of, of this poor man. The the game, the, the Carabao Cup game against uh, Southampton has been has been postponed uh, tonight. The possibility that the league game, Premiership game against um, Cardiff City will be postponed on, on Saturday. As you said, Simon, Ella, as a footballer, <coughs> you very rarely get to know mm-hmm. the owners, but can you understand that if, players are, if there has been that tight relationship that they should be allowed a, a proper period of mourning? Definitely. I mean, I think, as Chick says, they, most of the players now that are there are, were still there when they won the league. Um, and there's a special bond with the guy. Uh, you know, they've shared something together, something really special. Um, so they've made, he's made a big mark on their lives. And I've heard them saying how much he looked after their families and how much an interest he took in their families. Um, so definitely, because I'll just take it back to when, when Tommy Burns died, you know. Um, if Celtic weren't playing for the league that weekend, that week, I don't think the game would have went ahead because... For two or three days, the place was so done. Um, there was a real dark crowd hang, hanging over Lennox Town, but um, they had to do it because obviously scheduling and stuff like that. But I'll hit the players hard, uh, and I'd imagine that the game at the weekend will be called off because it'll be tough for, for the guys. Yeah, I think whatever the one thing the football authorities will do and Cardiff City as well, check is whatever Leicester decide course. they'll abide by. Uh-huh. Absolutely, and, and it's not just a man dying; it's the circumstances yeah. under which it happened in a, in a town has been stunned so of course it's absolutely the right thing to do and I can't believe anyone would object to that Well certainly here at Open Goal our thoughts are with Fushai and the, the four other people who tragically lost their lives on Saturday night at Leicester City's King Power Stadium OK we'll move on um, on Sunday we had a, a massive uh, day um, Super Sundays it was known the League Cup uh, semi-finals first of all it was Celtic v Hearts and Aberdeen v Rangers but if we start with the Aberdeen v Rangers game one of your colleagues on BBC Charles and a good friend of ours Derek Ferguson in with the Aberdeen supporters and he watched his son Lewis score the winning goal fantastic for them eh? 
Yeah, you know, Rangers are the only team for me, unless I'm at the Aberdeen end of a syndrome. <laughs> Tapped. <laughs> I think we understand the, the family tie thing and all that. It was, it was, it was an enthralling game. I've got one of my buddies, one of my best mates, has lived in England for a long time and he keep, he watches the games down there and he watches the state of Scottish football. And I said, well, you know, having watched some of the Premiership games, watched La Liga a lot, Mark, as you know, and and yeah, the quality's not great, but but here we had a situation where, what, 120,000 people nearly were, were engaged for two semi-finals. That is an astonishing statistic. Mm-hmm. And the games were, as I said, engaging for... for I mean, I thought... That, the Celtic, the Celtic Hearts game was bizarre. I never, I didn't think it was a penalty. The goalkeeping remind me of you at your best. <laughs> <laughs> and the third goal by Ryan Christie was magnificent, but the game was done and dusty. But then, you know, you so, just, sorry, just just to, just to rewind there a second. You, were you don't a, think it was a penalty? No, I don't. Oh, Charlie, come on! Oh, come on, all night. I don't think it was a penalty. No, it's, I, I, I really don't think it was. I mean, I'm surprised at you. I mean, I can see an opinion, but we, where we were watching it, we were split. No, I, th- I thought, I, haven't, I have to say, it did take me one or two attempts, but uh, one of the yeah. angles you can see clearly, it looks like he's, he's taken just below the knee. There's definite contact going right across. Yeah, but um, I think if the referee's in the position he's in and he gives it, then it's a penalty. You know, yeah. if his, maybe if his position's blocked, but he's five yards for the... So the referee yards, thinks it's a penalty. Well, if he's, if he, he knows the rules of the game. And if he well, d- deems that like a penalty, with the view he's got, then for Simon, me it's a laws penalty. Simon, laws of the game, laws of the game. No laws, sorry, laws of the game. If he if he sees that as a penalty, with a clear view, then for me it's a penalty. He puts his foot in the box, he doesn't touch the ball. Hmm. It's a penalty. Well, apparently it was a penalty because they took it and, and they scored from it, so it was a penalty. But the um, anyway, the, the, the second goal... The goalkeeping, I have no idea what was happening there. You'd mark you, you, no, you, no, peak of your peak when you were a St. Man legend. You but, need to explain but, that to me. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later on. <laughs> we'll a, as you well know, Charlie was a pie style named after me uh, at the old Love Street. That's because I never had a custard one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but he's taking his own and he's moving away from this. Aberdeen Rangers are on. So, Aberdeen Rangers, say. Derek was on with you on the uh-huh. William Hill Cooping programme on, on Thursday with Frank Machiavelli and um, you could see that he, he wanted his boy to do uh-huh. well. He, well big game at, at Hamden and uh, you must be chuffed for, for, oh, for Derek you. as well. Good Anyone power. that knows I love the two of them Frank and Derek I think they're two of the top men. I even say about Derek last year when we were in the playoffs first text I received on the Saturday morning the game was for Derek on the best of day pal. Um, and he was starting to get a bit emotional when he was talking about it on the Cooping yeah. show wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to see them on Thursday just to hear what he's got to say and what Frank's got to say as well. But I text him after the game just to say, delighted for you, mate, and he's straight back saying thanks very much, so happy. Um, I spoke so to him yesterday and, and he said, Charlie, we'll sit at the game. He's, 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 his wife, Carol, we, we lose his mother and she says at the end, she, he said, I'd take hold her down the seat. So she's wanting to get up and run and jump over the wall and go into track side. Have, to have good if she would lift it. He says, I have to take her this year. Uh-huh. He says, no, we'll see him, we'll see him. And she was wanting to... What about business, Barbadine? I mean, no, I, and I know Hamilton uh, was was not offered a lot of money to stay at the club, mm-hmm. um, and Aberdeen saw, saw the opportunity and spotted a player. Now, I thought I've known the lad growing up, and I've watched him, and Derek talk about him. He used to come at the games when Derek was on the BBC as a, mm-hmm. a boy and sit, sit with us. He's a lovely lad, um, but I just think the progress is is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that header to go and win that. Uh, you know, you're talking about the Coopman show, you want to see Steve Gerrard's Coopman, I was just behind, <laughs> I was just behind the, the, the technical area and, you know, because, because Rangers, 
it came in the wake of Rangers having an unbelievable period of pressure and the opportunity, mm. but they have no one with a cutting edge. They took no. a chance in Sadiq, who actually did all right early on, but a naivety about him. Mm. Mark, I thought yeah. running into offside positions, bend yeah, your run, you know, you learn it time after time. It's like, it's like an amateur player just making the wrong run, or not making the right run, right run, but not not bending it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you think, goodness sake. And, uh, and I just thought Rangers didn't capitalise. It was a bit like the Moscow Spartak game. I, I wasn't at that game, but I was sitting watching my gentleman's club with a couple of my chums having a, a shandy. And, and Rangers, <laughs> Rangers, living the life, it? <laughs> Rangers were pummeling Spartak Moscow and, and I'm, you know, on my friend's William Hill app. Uh, he, I said, what? And they went to, I think about 20 minutes to go, say, Rangers were 17 to 5 to score the next goal, and they were passing, and I, I risked a couple of showings and that. So, and I couldn't believe the point I'm making is it was there for Rangers. I thought, why is he not going Middleton and Lafferty? Mm-hmm. I think Stephen Jarrod knows much, has forgotten more about football than I'll ever know, but you look into that and saying, that was there, turn the knife, or get it in and turn the knife on Spartak Moscow. It, it, they were pummeling them. And the boy Middleton, for me, creates things. He gave him five minutes, he created one chance towards the end. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lafferty, I'm sure, would have, would have caused all sorts of torment in their box. Didn't happen, lost chance. Don't know whether they'll progress in Europe. Troy's not a bad result, but a, a win would have been fantastic. Well, again, on, here at Hamden on, on, uh, on Sunday, they had all that pressure. Uh, and you, you just, I must admit, I didn't see... Aberdeen, I didn't see the sting coming, you, yeah. but I thought we're going to extra time here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just don't seem to be able to... So you think, you think you should have made a change quicker, sooner? Wait, I, I don't think I would point the finger so much on Sunday because they were all over, but, but the Spartak Moscow game, I mean, Lafferty wasn't... They, the options were, were there in the European game because Lafferty was on the bench. Mm. They didn't have a striker option. That was that was the issue, so he, he, he's shy. And, 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 and Morelis, and I maybe I, I was a big critic of Morelis, I think... I've got it back off a wee bit. The, the, the boys improved yeah. an awful lot. Oh, aye. big time. And I thought it was. Absolutely. I thought it was. They missed up. They missed well, a big time. That's right. I mean, I yeah. never thought I'd ever say yeah. Rangers missed Alfredo Morelos, but they did. Yeah, mm. and, and again, it comes down to his own stupidity. Yeah. Um, as well for for the booking that cost him. He's placed. I was here at Hamden on Sunday for for Rangers Aberdeen signing, and his chick says the thing that struck me, time after time, they get into great positions in the final third sometimes in the penalty box they ban but the final ball he picked that final pass to lay it on mm-hmm. a plate for somebody okay maybe maybe the guy with the balls no getting the proper runs of the timing but they were so wasteful with that final ball from 10-12 yards from goal uh, I think when Morales is in the box his movement's really good you know when the ball goes wide he's always on his defend- the back of the defenders to make that run whereas Big Sadiq seemed to me to be a big lump of wood standing and that's McKenna and Devlin's bread and butter yeah Putting balls in the box, he'll head them all day. And I, and I thought they two were really good. Yeah. Um, as you say, Rangers dominated the game, but when the ball came out in the box, there was only two headers, two guys that were going to header it, and it was McKenna and Devlin. You're right, Simon. I, I was I was doing the, the interviews trackside the BBC, so I was right behind the Rangers tenor and I'm looking up, and Ali McCoy was working for BT Sport, and I'm thinking to myself, even now, yeah. and we play six sides with Mark, yeah. <laughs> he's in, put him in that box, I'm sure he'd get one of them in the net. Just yeah. a natural finisher... If it comes off his back, his yeah. big fat backside, <laughs> because then something would happen. They, they don't. I'd even put a wee middle up there and just tell him to run yeah. the channels and maybe something a bit different. But That's to, to go, we'll keep that. going with Sadiq for the full That's game. Exactly, Simon. I was surprised that he stuck with Sadiq for that yeah. because it wasn't like 
They were going, you know, even going route one. He didn't strike me as being actually very good in the air either. His movement wasn't great. He does have a great opportunity to score, and he decides to, to go down and yeah, take a dive yeah. rather than stay um, on his feet. So I thought he might have mixed, even thrown Golds or something up front. front just uh, something, something different. different minutes, I even you know? thought bringing Arfield on earlier because mm-hmm. Arfield makes good runs in the box in midfield, whereas I don't think Ajari is a goal scorer midfielder. I think Arfield would maybe would have gave Devlin and McKenna a bit of problem with the cutback or something they would have to watch for Arfield maybe give Sadiq a bit more room but it's funny Sammy, because we thought we'd come out of that game had Rangers won people asking questions about, about Dennett McInnes and he's got them to a final which is all you had to do and suddenly you're looking at Steven Gerrard and for all the high and, and the hype and all the rest of it he's got the same number of points as Pedro Coutinho had mm-hmm. after the same number of games at this point of the season mm-hmm. and you know what Coutinho was getting now we know he's done well in Europe, in, in Europe. Europe. and I, you would, you'd be blind not to look at the, the bigger picture and see yeah, okay. they, have, they have progressed but how far have they progressed is, is, and, and there's still there are still questions and I know it's very early in, in his career and I'm not suggesting for one second that Steven Gerrard is not the answer for Rangers but I think what I'm saying is that there's still a long way to go. A long way when you look at the way Celtic are, are clicking, but he certainly, you know, as I've always said, I think he uses his media conferences very well and always puts a specific message out there that gets picked up. And the, the line was clear on Sunday, uh, Charlie. It was, you know, the players step up or leave because yeah, because I'm not going to be me. <laughs> so it'd be you. So you know, and the fact that they've got that, as you say, that European financial windfall, eight, ten million pounds, whatever it may be. Um, he's going to have to get into the market in January. Yeah, isn't he? absolutely, and it's how they respond to the situation they're in. You know, they're, they're still obviously still very much in, in the league race, um, and and I had, a, I had a feeling, we notion that Rangers might have won one of the cups. They're not clearly not winning that one. The mm-hmm. Fred, so it's it's down to to what they do in, in, in the Scottish Cup now. And but, but would you would you from where they are now would you tip them to win the league? Not for me, not for mm-hmm. me. So they're going to have to make an impact. Uh, somewhere and, and if they get out of the group in the Europa League then that is that is brilliant but I think they'll look back at that Spartak Moscow game at Ibrox and think that was a that was yeah. a lost two mm-hmm. points and number nine uh, somebody to, to push Morelos you know and, and, and because there's clearly I know Lafferty's here but Lafferty sometimes plays more out in the left hand side than through the middle so a number, another number nine coming in would have to be one of the targets in January definitely I think when you look at Morelos' disciplinary record um, and I don't think Lafferty is in a great place just now so a striker would be number one priority definitely other than that I think they're looking good to, through midfield and defence I can think I, they, can I throw this in because yeah. you know the world as well would it have been worth Rangers spending no, not a lot of money I know the player going to say Stephen Dobie mm-hmm. definitely definitely yeah. 100% yeah. and he said the only you know he's, he's lived the dream I know he's 35 mm-hmm. he's lived the dream He's 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 um, and the only he's go back to Queen of Saudi. He made his money in England. All of that lovely fairy story. And the only club he would go to was Rangers. It was mm-hmm. of course it was at Rangers. It, would that have been worth a gamble? Is that is that a patchwork job? Because well, I, I spoke. I, I think you're right. We spoke to a couple of people about Saudi, and you know what? He lambast the guy and, and, and make him the, the the scapegoat. But just judging on that ninety minutes, and I, and I was here and I watched him in the flesh as Charlie did too. I would say before I'd have Curtis Main, I'd have Lorne Shankland, I'd have Stephen Doby, oh, yeah. I'd have a, a number, um, you know, I'd have Eamon Brophy, Greg Stewart, I'd have a number of strikers before I would have Sadiq, and maybe maybe that's just something to do, just something something different 
and, and go and try something like that? I, I, I think Scottish football and the big clubs in general have, have been very guilty of ignoring um, clubs that are players at lower down the, you know, well, they've, they've talked about, I've talked about uh, Lewis Ferguson, you know, who yeah. came from mm-hmm. Hamilton, okay, Hamilton, of course, uh, Premiership club, but sometimes I think they have to look around. You see players, you've talked about Shankland uh, at United, and a guy who's maybe gone beyond it now, but I, I thought Michael Moffat was another yeah. guy. Uh-huh. Uh, did he never get a good player? about Simon that you think, why have they never gone? And, and, and take these guys within the Scottish game. It's, you know, Lewis Morgan's one of the recent ones that has gone, but he, was, he stuck out a sore thumb. But there are other players you think you could do a job. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I've Even the Livingston boys who played in League One, look at how they've came up and done done yeah. great in the SPL. So done I, I think yeah. people are surprised about the quality in League One and in the Championship. You know, guys couldn't, if they're playing with better players, it'll make them better as well. But on the point with Dobie and Shankland, two Rangers supporters as well. I mean, they'd have gave their lot on, yeah. on Saturday. Guys like Sadiq, does it really bother him? He's going to go back to Roma after nah. after he's not. Does it bother him? If, it strikes me as if it. No, it wouldn't. You, you know, know it, it someone, wouldn't someone said to me that Roma don't sign bad players. I just, excuse me. <laughs> I, don't, that, that is, I don't know if he's a bad player, but he's, he, I don't I don't know who looked at him and thought he's good enough for mm-hmm. Rangers. That, that's, what, that's what I would say. And I think, you know, there's an issue there that, that, and, you know, you wish the boy all the best. I actually thought, to be honest, he did better than I thought he was going to do uh-huh. in the first half, yeah. which maybe gives you the level of how I thought he was going to do. <laughs> 20, 20, I'd seen him play before 27 minutes, yeah, I think it was, collectively, yeah. in three games. Yeah. You know, the, boys, the boy does need a chance it's yeah, it tough for him as well coming in a game like that he's not playing. I think if you speak to people at Rangers private they, they'll, they'll see his attitude and even when he's had a rocket up his backside a couple of times from the manager and other coaches looking in the hope that he's going to respond positively to that you know he, he sulks so I thought he would go I thought, he would, I thought he'd go um, <laughs> I thought he'd go Kent up front honestly I yeah. thought Kent would start up front Kent looks to me like he's got an eye for a goal um, makes good runs works hard I thought Kent would have been the one that started up front Something a bit different for McKenna, but he went with Sadiq, so. Well, so the game was 1-1-0, as I said, the Lewis Ferguson goal. Just for Derek McInnes, Chick, you're there, and you could see clearly how much it, it meant to him as well, because there's one or two wee mumblings of discontent from the Aberdeen supporters. Uh, and Derek's been there five and a half years, and you look now, you, you strip me Drake back. That's the third domestic cup final in uh, the chalk, consistently finished really? set, and you think, you know what? The guys have been treated fairly this season, I don't think. Well, they were chanting his name at the end, but you're, yeah. you're right, it could easily have gone the other way. I think most, I think there is a pocket, maybe more than a pocket of Aberdeen fans who, who don't fancy him. I think much of that was to do with his procrastination over the Rangers job and was he going to go back because they clearly don't fancy Rangers as a, as a club. But, you know, you, you have to look and see what you've got as a manager. You know, you, you just... You just have to try and hang on to a guy like that as long as you possibly can. The expectation level sometimes too high. He managed it. It was a it was a peculiar route in the way they defeated Rangers, as we've discussed. But that's not the point. Semi-finals about getting through. I remember way back when St Man won the cup in '87, and St Man had lost three semi-finals. And I remember in a conversation with Alex Smith saying, "Look, it doesn't matter what you do. You can lose the final." You just got to get through yeah. the, the, the yeah. semi-final and, and, and get into the game against Dundee United, which they did, and, and, and all the pressure was off. So what's happened now? Aberdeen are getting to that final, and there is no pressure on Aberdeen now. Celtic are heavy favourites. They were the biggest share of the crowd here at Hamden. They're going for you know for a, for a treble, treble. They're hardly cut one. They win astonishing. Aberdeen can, can well, on, on, on the face of it, relax. We know that's not what happens in dressing room, but they can relax 
and got on with the job. I think it was a massive win for Aberdeen. And I think Derek McInnes, and you know, I interviewed him at the end, Mark, and he was, he looked, although he was speaking in a high, he looked physically drained. You know, mm. he just, the emotion, yeah. you watch yeah. him, he never, in fairness, neither did Stephen Gerrard, they never left right. that touchline touch for yeah. the 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the two of them, and, and, and Derek just looked, you know, just emotionally drained at the end of it. But of course, when you're in the bus up the road, you realise you're in a final. Yeah, great. I, I, I think, Simon, you know Derek, we all know him. And, and for me, when Chick's talking about the, the strain there and the pressures for all managers, but I would imagine that it must really get to a, to a manager in terms of, you know, when you hear your own supporters having a pop at you and you think, you know, they've got shot. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Memories, you look at Aberdeen, what he's achieved in five and a half years, and compare that to the record the five and a half years before. I've seen it ninth and eighth in the club, you know, and you look at it, cup finals, semi-finals, consistently, losing Kenny McLean, Losing Ryan Christie in the summer, Ryan Jack the year before, Ryan Jack and countless others, and you think, you know what? It's it's cruel sometimes the way managers get treated by their own. Actually, angers me because, yeah. as you say, we know Dell, and he works so hard. And see, when you're in his company, he's a great guy. And speaking to players that play for him, Tony Watt has trained him. Players love him. They love love playing for him. They love the, his training. And um, Aberdeen fans should really be careful what they wish for us. I even see on Twitter saying that they were angry that they never went up against Rangers, never took the game to Rangers. Why would your Rangers have got so better players? Still having a still pop, having a pop on Twitter. Right. I see it on Twitter. And you think, why would you go and take Rangers on? They've got better players. His game plan worked. Hit them on the counter-attack, get a set piece and it wins. And as you say, he loses his best players every year. And I just see it as a Dundee United situation with Jackie McNamara. You know, loses his best players every every year. Has a bad start to the season, they get rid of him and look at the state they're in now. Short memories, look at the Chelsea fans give Mourinho after what he did yeah. for, for the club. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah, Derek McInnes is, and, and I talked to him on, on, on Sunday, and it was quite good in the interview. He said, Listen, I was a Rangers player for so many years, and I know what it means to the club. And he, he had an insight into what they'll be going through and the pressure they were on, uh-huh. which he clearly used for his team talk, I think, with his own players, which, which I thought was very insightful. And, and, he has a, and he is a great guy, guys. I must tell you a story, actually, going back a long number of years. I used to go to a, a restaurant in the south side of Glasgow, a little place where uh, it was karaoke. And you know, I like to be karaoke, man. And um, <laughs> you bet a Neil Diamond is. Yeah, well, funny, funny you should mention that because. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Derek came in with his wife and some friends and uh, me and my pal have a friend who thinks he is his name's Andy Bruce but he thinks he is Elvis Presley so we I were love Andy yeah. anytime you're looking for a car Andy Bruce <laughs> yes. yes or a song so anyways <laughs> the, the point of the story is Derek came in and we're getting to the karaoke and Derek I said, I'm going to say, he was a bit nervous and I said what do you do he said Neil Diamond um, Crackle and Rosie, which is my song, Simon. I said, Oh, you go, dear, I've been no problem. You go, you go bust up. <laughs> so we're sitting down at the table, and Derek gets up to sing. I thought Neil Diamond had come into the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying to the boys, I'll do a bit of Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> Was he good, though? Oh, what a singer. Is Brilliant. He, uh? 
Pero bien. Swine. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, well done to, to, uh, to Derek from everyone at, uh, here at Open Goal. Finally, can they win it? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Celtic have got the touch over him here at Hamden, didn't they? Um, I think it'll be a close game. I do. I think he'll set up his team well, as he always does. It'll be a close one, but just going on previous finals and the quality of Celtic players, I just you've got to fancy Celtic. Check Celtic seven domestic trophies in the trot. Well, your question was, can they win it? Of course they can yeah. win it. Yeah. Will, will, they, will, they, will they, they win it? it? Um, listen, if you were to put... Uh, Money in my hand, which is unlikely, and terrible going to bet with, with William Hill now. Of course, I'd put it on Celtic. Um, but but fairy stories happen sometimes um, for, for Aberdeen fans. I, listen, I can skirt around this for the next two hours. I think Celtic will win the cup. Right. <laughs> I'll speak to you about your fee. Uh-huh. <laughs> Moving on, Hearts v Celtic. We'll touch on uh, the other semi final through at Murrayfield in Edinburgh. Celtic, Simon, comfortable winners in the end but did you always feel it was going to be that way we, I, I'd never actually seen the game because I was at, doing that A licence on Sunday oh passing opinion and, uh, anyway uh, start stopping no, people no we were watching me and, me and the boy next to see the game <laughs> he, <laughs> he got the game up on his laptop while the guy was speaking so we were sitting watching it within five minutes man the the guy in charge came and slammed the laptop shut right, raging right, 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 right. I know out of order but um, I think when Naismith went off the, the game was, was, was in Celtic's hands such a big play for Hearts especially when the big strikers missing and suitors missing. Uh, I thought the guy that came on, no being harsh, I thought he was a bit of a passenger, the guy that came on for Hearts. Um, and after Naismith went off, I thought Selick looked comfortable. Charlie? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've given my opinion about the penalty earlier on and the, 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 the second goal. I mean, Christie's goal was brilliant. Uh-huh. And, and the, there are side issues out there. Ryan Christie, who I think Aberdeen were hopefully was going to go back to yeah, Petaudry. Yeah. I think that's they put, wanted them. I think that's put them. the tin hat yeah. on that, I would say. A, a contract there. You know, and, and Celtic grind it out when you think there's a, a little bit of a crack in the enamel, they just seem to come back. I hope they can get through in the European competition. The odds are stashed, stashed against them now, but um, I just think that, you know, they just dig it out when, when they need to dig it out. And Cal McGregor is such, you know, he just plays anywhere now, doesn't he? Yeah. You think he just never goes. looked much better with him sent him Absolutely. a field in Kwasi, I thought. And, yeah. and, and, you know, the, 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 the job... Listen, one of, the, one of the, the, the other issues about this was the whole thing about Murrayfield and Hamden here at Hamden it's too far too far from the pitch I was watching that game at Murrayfield you just set up binoculars to see what's going on there I mean you need to sit it's just ridiculous I, I, I'm, I'm so glad the decision was made the way it was made um, and of course there's work needing done here at Hamden but Murrayfield to me I, I just don't get it and I heard the boy from the SRU going on pontificating about BT Murrayfield and all that football was made to be here at Hamden, I, I just, I just don't see it. The, the money field I, I got. To be fair, got the game out of jail. Yeah. Our game out of game, uh, jail on Sunday. I see that. But they get a lovely, a very handsome six-figure rental fee for it, though. Yes, well, you do. You'd be, you'd be very pleasant talking about that if you're some, because you, uh, you know. You get that for all your flats that you've got, don't you? That's what I'm getting for today. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to you later. <laughs> well, up, Ryan Christie. Uh, Good player. Guy, you know, uh-huh. He's not featured a lot um, for Celtic, but it just shows that the, the mentality got him. We're talking about guys, you know, taking the huff and, and not giving a hundred percent. He just <coughs> came on and absolutely says, "You know what? I, this is an opportunity for me. I'm mm-hmm. going to grasp it." Ryan Christie ended my Dundee kind of. We played them in Verness. Uh, Paul Hartley said to me, "You man, you man, Mark Christie." Wow, fucking tore the hood, man. I think he not made this twice. And I remember after it because no Yogi quite well spoke to Yogi after it and they said. 
what about the boy Christian Yogi honestly said this boy that boy will go and play he'll play for a Celtic he's that good mm. um, bulked up he looks like he's bulked up he looks like a man now um, I think his dad was a right good player as well so mm. Ryan Christie's a very good player very good he's got everything he's got great awareness he's, a, he's similar to McGregor for me you know he sees the space around him he knows where he is on the pitch he knows where his um, his players are he can set up goals he can score goals um, I think he's got a right good chance of yeah, being just, a just, just for the record his old man Charlie was a good player uh-huh. Charlie was playing yeah, and um, you know just didn't maybe Charlie was short I think in self belief and wee bit arrogance maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's he's realised that he missed that boat and he, he maybe he's pumped it and he's he's lad which is yeah he's called and and again Mark it's like we highlighted and I highlighted earlier on about players going and getting getting players from, Scot- from Scottish yeah. teams Scottish mm-hmm. clubs there's there's yeah. Ryan four five hundred grand uh-huh. you know would look why look away but yeah. you know, look around the country there yeah. there's players and you know but. John McKinnon's another one, but I mean, there are players. When Stevie Mallon was at St. Man, why did yeah. nobody come and get Stevie Mallon, McGinn, McLean? Okay, McLean went to Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, these you guys are not Ryan, Ryan Fraser. Yeah. You know, he's flying, he's, isn't he? Look at what, what he's doing. Look at Simon. Simon was defence for 90 <laughs> minutes for Peter Head. On Saturday. Available on Saturday. Could, could, they, could they go on against the. Was that? No, that was Astro Tough. It's not a day with performances. <laughs> oh, Clyde on Astro Tough. Uh, it's Astro. Well, Jack, I was on the bench for 90 minutes. Come on. I did actually. I, did. I looked, I thought. <laughs> so was it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was it Broadwood? Broadwood, uh-huh. So you don't, you're not going to go to Peterhead, obviously. Just, it's, just hand, it's, it's handy. Oh, no. Peterhead's the uh, team uh, for me, Chick. Uh, uh, it's Norway, isn't uh, it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the league. Actually, he's, he's well he's rated up at Peterhead, believe it or not. By who? Fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, Matt. So um, Lynette, you're going to <laughs> So for Celtic, I mean, they, they look. They, they had the St Johnston results just before the international break. The Hibs, great ninety minutes against Tibbs. Europe, they just kind of get it going for whatever reason in Europe. But then again, on, on Sunday when they, they needed to, they stepped up. Are, are Celtic now putting that marker down, Charlie, and saying, okay, we had a wee bit of a dip, but here we are again. Uh, it's almost as if they've been teasing mm-hmm. the rest of the league for. You know the the autumn, uh, and uh, come on, come and see if you're good enough, and we'll give you, we'll give you a wee chance, and then you know, but we're ready now. Let's let's start the engine, just let's start plowing through the winter. And that's that's the sense, that's the sense I get. You know, how long would it be till till Celtic are top of the league? Not not very, in my opinion. You know, we've already discussed the Betfred final. They've got to be favourites for that, and then the Scottish Cup campaign kicks off. I just would like it to be underlined. Uh, whatever happens within our little outcrop of rock in the North Atlantic, I'd like our teams to be sending out a message to the rest of Europe that, you know, the game is still breathing here and that's why I would like Celtic to, to bounce on in the Europa League and that, I think that's very important for Brendan Rodgers but you just hope it's not a lost cause now and indeed for Rangers as well but but yes, in domestic terms, I think they've got the engine starting now and they're starting to rumble. You're talking about you know interviewing managers trackside as as you do time and time again. Do you now notice a difference in Brendan Rodgers' man- manner uh, and body language? Like not we're body language experts in the past couple of weeks compared to eight nine weeks ago. Do you notice a difference? Yeah. In him? Do you mean as he going back to? Is that he's got a springy back, step again? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he did seem very downbeat a couple of months ago. There were issues clearly. You know, some of them which came out. Um, at the time, uh, uh, well, you know the McGinn thing. Other players getting away. Was he getting the players he wanted? It made public. He's been he'd been wooed by a by a job in in China. Uh, he admitted he turned that down. There have been other jobs uh, for for sure that he may not have been offered, but he's been 
his representatives have been sounded out mm-hmm. about. Uh, and, and that, you know, if, if I'm Brendan Rodgers or, or someone at that level, I think I'd be worried if I wasn't being sounded out. You know, yeah. there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But his stock remains high. But yes, I think you're right. I think he seems a calmer individual. Not that he was ever... I don't think I've ever seen him stressed. The thing, the thing about Brendan Rodgers is you can ask him any question yeah. and he'll take... He always has a wee pause to think about it. But he'll give you an answer. Mm-hmm. He'll never say that's a ridiculous... Not that I've ever asked a ridiculous question. Sure, sure. But uh, <laughs> he'll, never, he'll, never, he'll never say that. And he's, a, he's an interesting man too. I always think that when you interview him, it's actually more of a conversation you have with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, he'll, he'll choose to, to give yeah. you... And a couple of times he's, 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 he's I think, deliberately dropped things oh, into yeah. it. For, oh, you did, it so like you said with Stephen Gerrard, yeah. he uses his media yeah, conference yeah. as well, doesn't mm-hmm. he? He yeah, uses yeah. them to his Yeah, I thought Gerrard advantage. spoke very well after as we talked yeah. about after the game on Sunday. But, yeah, I think... I think Celtic... I don't see any... I mean, people are saying he'll be away... Brendan will be away... In the middle of the season, he'll go to fill in blank. Oh, Real Madrid jobs available. Maybe that would be. Well, that'd be interesting. Yes, fluent in Spanish. Yes, fluent in Spanish. I think he takes Italian lessons as well. Yes, he does indeed. Um, Sam, so just in a wee incident, we'll get your take on it finally before we, we move on to, to Hearts and the Edinburgh Derby. Um, Kawasi and McLean, uh, how do we put it? The, 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 the tug in the privates. Uh, I'd, pay him, I'd pay him a tenant to do that to me. I hear it's been called, called Bosgate. Bosgate. <laughs> No. Do, you think Steve, do you think Steve McLean will get done for it? Surely I hope not. No, no. It's not, honey. Did he quasi go off because of it? I don't think so. I no, he sent him a bunch of flowers. <laughs> 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 I thought it was his birthday, didn't he, quasi? <laughs> oh, no, I hope he doesn't get done. That happens all the time. Ah. Happens all the time, God. Maybe he'd be on the pitch if you got sent off for stuff like that, do you know what I mean? Nothing for me. So leave it alone and, leave and, it. and, uh-huh. and move on. Did you, did you enjoy that? <laughs> you ever get up to that at the fives now? I think you should have bought me a drink first. <laughs> I should have bought it. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Anyway, we'll move on. So Hearts, we're going to speak about the Edinburgh Derby. We'll touch on Hearts here on the Open Goal podcast. Keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. Charlie, the referee's looking at his watch front in the last seven or eight minutes of the programme. I'm Matt Goody, joined by our special guest, Chick Young, and our own Simon Ferry. So, big game tomorrow night at King Tyne Castle. Hearts v Hibs. Will the defeat and the manner of def- the defeat on Sunday for Hearts, will that have a, a psychological damage going into this game tomorrow night, Simon? Oh, I think maybe the injury to Stephen Naismith will have. <coughs> if he's not playing, I think it's a massive loss to, to Hearts. i seen Brendan Rodgers speaking about Naismith before the, the, the semi-final, about how good a player he was doing south at Everton. He's no doubt been Hearts' best player this year. Um, I think his loss will be massive. Yeah, uh, you're, take, you're taking him away. You're taking Nick Piazza, Piazza away uh, at, at the top of the pitch, and also at the back. Suter, yeah, that, you know, it's well known. And I think uh, Herring, Peter Herring, the middle of the parts, yeah. I, I doubt as well. Really, it's been a real wow. force um, for them. So as much as the games at Tyne Castle, the Hibs going to favourites, Charlie. Well, that's a good question. Um, I'd like to find out what William Hill have to say about it. But um, for me. Yeah, the tide maybe has turned a little bit. Hearts, you know, what a, what a start to the season they've had. Still top of the league. They want to maintain that. And I don't think you can just dispose of the issue of all these injured players. Eventually it has to kick in. You've lost too many good players. And, and you know, we're all said and done, the game is about players and the ability they have. And I, I think that's a factor. Hibs 
have a, have a terrific momentum with them. It's a re- I mean, I remember the days we we just used to call it Hibs now, Hearts now. Yeah, the, right, the, these yeah. days are gone. Sure. It's now a game you really want to see, mm-hmm. and I think it's quite good actually having a midweek league's fixture list. You know, with suddenly with a, a bit of injection back in the game, you go, well, that, that's great. Mm-hmm. Let's let's look. Great games, right? I know you you want to talk about Hibs Hearts, but through the rest of the fixtures, it, it's brilliant as well, and it just lifts the whole place. I, it's a really hard one to call. If I'm being honest, and of course, psychologically for Hearts, the big disappointment, the injuries, Craig Levine's got an incredible job to lift these players. But when you go into that environment, you know, whether it's an Edinburgh derby and then everything all around you, you, don't tell me you don't walk out that tunnel and go, wow, mm-hmm. forget about everything else for the next 90 minutes. But I think the last team that Craig Levine would want to play now is Hibs, because yeah. Lenny will go straight for him, fade it off. I think Hibs will start at 100 million. They don't know any other way no. though that Hibs no. team, do they? No, no, great. Go for the jugular, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, I think if Hart, Hibs start well, I think it'll be a long I, th- long I think I think Hearts. Simon if Hearts walk out of this with a draw, they'll be very happy. happy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They'd probably I take a draw, wouldn't you? Would, it, I think it so. It keeps at the top of the table as well, that, that uh, point, and they got their... They get their game in hand in against uh, Dundee and mm-hmm. won the point. So all things considered, I think Hearts wouldn't be disappointed by a point. I, I, I think so. You know, it's been incredible. You know, that will be us all but into into November, and you know that mm-hmm. if they're going top to go to that top of the league in November, you mm-hmm. know, and things we know long. What was Craig said? There's five miles into a marathon. I think yeah. his phrase was, and yeah, absolutely. But, you know, but but it's just like I think when you go through campaigns, what there are, there are little. Cut off points and markers. You know, I remember back in '79, Morton were top of the league at Christmas. Andy Ritchie, big Andy. Yeah, well, it was unbelievable. I think they, there was a certain demise uh, after that. But it's just like you can always say, "Well, we're top of the league at Christmas." We're top of the, and look back, and I don't think. Whatever, I still think Celtic will win the league, but it's not going to be a, a massive distance. But you know, it's not going to be by five furlongs this time. It's going to be pretty close. Right, let's. Turn it round and look at the the bottom of the table, Charlie, which won't be giving you much pleasure to be there. They, <laughs> they play against uh, Celtic tomorrow night at Dens Park, and St Mirren host Motherwell. Oren Kearney still looking for his first victory. We were certainly there a week past Saturday. It went to the home game against um, Comarnock. It's it's not looking good for St Mirren, is no, it? No, right. I, I mean, there's no point. In, it's it's quite simple here, Jack Ross. Produced a miracle, fantastic. The squad of players that he had that won the league, I don't think were going to be good enough to. And and, and Tony Fitzpatrick, who I love and adore, God bless him. With that comment about we're a, a top six, top four mm-hmm. club, no, we're not. Yeah. And that was just and putting pressure on when there was no need to do so, and he did it. An emotional time at the end of last season. I get all that up to a point, but that's not the case. And man, I've got to stay in this league now. I thought I was Stubbs was a good appointment. Mm-hmm. But I have to say the signings, again, you go and look at players and you think, who on earth thought he's good enough for the top level of Scottish football? And St Mirren are peppered. I thought, really curious decisions. They're going to let Cammy Smith, who for me was maybe the best player at the club, go to Livingston. Some really dodgy decisions made in the signings and I look at the players. And for me, St Mirren have to hang on to the coattails of the teams around them until New Year. I know there's money in the bank. I'm sure he's identified players, at least I hope he's identified players already. And he's going to, Jack, Jack Ross, remember, in the January, he brought the club to survival, changed eight players. Mm-hmm. That's what Simon are going to have to do because if, if Simon are the same players they've got now, then they will not survive and, and then straight, D you're probably straight, too. You think they'll I think, down? I think if there's, unless there's a change of personnel and that can't happen mm-hmm. until January, 
then for me, yeah, I think then Dio get their act together. You know, Hamilton, you just can't write them all. You know, the yeah. mother, and, and if they can snatch a point, I mean, their best performance has been against Celtic. Yeah. Although actually, I thought against uh, Kilmarnock the first half they were yeah. pretty good actually, but yeah. you could see what was coming in the second uh-huh. half, and there was although it was a, the goal that Simon Scott should have stood, mm-hmm. and we don't know if the one was over the line, but that that would be to look at pathetic excuses. They're just not good enough. They need players, and that. Is fact, and I think Lauren Kearney either has admitted that or certainly privately knows that. And that's just some of the signings for me are just well, quickly dreadful. On, on, on Wednesday, on tomorrow night's game, at home to Motherwell, like Stephen Robinson again, a bit of a spotlight going on. Uh-huh. And now, I take it if you could maybe pick one team that you'd want to play against at home at the moment to give you a chance of a victory, Motherwell might be one of them, no? or Celtic. I would not be confident, I'm being honest here, Matt, I would not be confident. About St. Man going to play anyone mm-hmm. anywhere at the moment, you know. We hear, I don't know on Kenny's worth, we'll find out. I mean, he comes with a huge reputation, he seems to be a guy who's motivated by taking from boxing lessons and also, I mean, because of playing Motherwell, I don't know, but <laughs> there are um, all sorts of issues to try and, and whatever it takes, yeah, that's man, that's management. Um, do I think St. Man will get anything out of Motherwell at Paisley tomorrow? No, I don't. Well, I seen them at the weekend, wow. It was two 0 It was a two 0 doing. I think St Johnston missed two penalties. Yeah. Samson had a couple of great saves. Yeah. Even speaking to Liam Craig, I'm not trying to put Liam under a bus, but said it was a, one of the most comfortable victories they've had all season on Saturday. Yeah. Um, they've not had that new manager bounce, which is worrying. Um, sign the couple of players. Of course, it comes to the players. players. We talked about our own hearts. Why didn't they go and sign the best players for the championship? Eh? St Man. I, mean, I can imagine they could offer them more money this year in the Premiership. Why Why not go and sign the best players for the Championship no. last year that you played against instead of getting these unknown guys for down south? Well, and, and some and, and money was spent, a lot of money for, for some was spent on some of these players. And I, I mean, you're asking what I assume is a rhetorical question. I have no idea why they wouldn't go and, and, and source players. And, and, and indeed, people like Gavin Riley, mm-hmm. who would have, you know, would to name but one, would have. Would wouldn't be have done a job that uh, I just I, I just find it utterly, utterly bizarre that they signed the players they have and they're clearly not good enough and they need to find players and I assume that they might just as Jack Ross did uh, in that miraculous January a, a couple of years back that, that he can do or last year that he can do the same again that's that's every club that goes and gets these lone players. Brings loads of loan players into their club. It never works. Why do they keep doing it? Falkirk are in the same same position. One guy, I think, no, and against Kilmarnock, I thought he looked apart. Just a bit of presence in beside Steve again is Matty Willock. I think he can maybe if he if he can go Uh if he's got something. Then the movement, excuse me, and he's only going to get fitter. But I was impressed with the movement of Simeon Jackson. Nah, he's a good player, Jackson. Yeah, well. yeah. Think, Ryan think Edwards as well. Jail, you know, yeah. I think that they might. Yeah. You know, yeah, they they might one or two. That I mean. They are not without. Uh, maybe I sounded like I was wiping the board with every single player. No, you're you're right to point. And and, and Sammy's been unbelievable yeah. in goals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the, the the they're they're not totally without hope, but they definitely need players. You know, and it, you look at you look at Hamilton Aki's and you think, how, how do they keep doing this? How, you know, they're not paying 
a, a king's ransom for, for wages, but they seem to find players. They're on it together, though, Hamilton. There's no lone boys at Hamilton. You know, it's a squad of players that are on it together. Maybe you're all fighting to stay in the league every year. It, it just shows you we, we've got a lot in common with them, as Chick says, we don't pay a king's ransom either. <laughs> right, as Chick's about to find and out. I'm a, and I'm a lone <laughs> player. Move, moving, moving on, uh, Scotland situation. James MacArthur announced uh-huh. yesterday, we could probably see it coming, but after 32 caps for his country, he's decided to, to stand. Um, <laughs> Down, surprised at that, Simon. Big Scott. Since James done it, I've decided to announce my. Oh no! Is it, is it? <laughs> no, from, from open goal. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're out, I'm out. <laughs> um, no, uh, no, seen no, I'm it, not. <laughs> seen it coming, didn't you? Uh, he pulled out the last couple of squads. I think as he's back, he gets quite a, a, a bit of bother with having back problem myself. That is the worst pain you can have, um, and I think. When you're playing at that top level like he is at Crystal Palace, you're probably making the money that you are. You want yeah. you want to do it as long as you can. Yeah. You know, if he's thirty two now, he probably thinks if I can play another couple of years in the Premier League yeah. for my family and my wife and kids, then and for he's, himself, he's, is he's it? In that dog fight, as yes, well with Palace, it's tough, and, and, uh-huh. and it's a credit to him. Charlie, you look at when we're talking about Hamilton Ackies and Lewis Ferguson. You look James McCarthy, James MacArthur. We were all raving about him. A decade ago, and that, what that, a career he's made for himself. I know that seems ten minutes ago. Yeah. The, the boy wonder, the boy's wonder coming out of yeah. of Hamilton and McCarthy and, and McCarthy, and you think he's thirty two. How did that happen? I know. How did that happen? Uh-huh. I mean, I, I respect the decision. I mean, from the Tartan Army's perspective, uh, are, they, are they wailing at the walls? Are they, are they renting their clothes? Are they? I mean, James McCarthy, talented player, thirty two caps, excellent. Respect it. Um, you know, if, if Fadi at his peak had walked out, maybe in a, a more upset, I know, I respect it. Scotland will power, and, and it's an area where I think we are well served. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if, we're, if we're well served anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, we totally understand the reason Simon said why he's done it. Um, good luck, thank you. Next. You know, he made his, uh, you know, how he came on for his debut as well. It's a mad thing for, for, for Scotland, for Hamilton. Hamilton, Derek Ferguson. Is that right? Aye. Spooky. Seen that on Twitter the other day, huh? Oh, just take that Seven, for yourself. Yeah. Take that stat for yourself. That's a great stat. What, is this, what is this Twitter thing? <laughs> you need to get yourself. No, on it. I don't. No, Jack, I don't. Put your type out of me, Charlie. What's it? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my pigeons back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called, Twitter. Uh, is that right? He came on for. He came on for Derek Ferguson and his debut for Hamilton. Ah, bro. And, then, and do you know what? There's your point because. Derek was 48. Rangers, <laughs> Rangers been linked with. With James um, MacArthur, Celtic with yeah. Link with James McCarthy, McCarthy yeah. at that time, and it goes back to your point that you, that you keep touching yeah. on through this program, Charlie. It's a shame when you see, and it's it's lovely to see them blossom blossom in the top flight. Mm-hmm. But they the boys went to Wigan under Roberto Martinez, but it was a shame that they, we lost the Scottish game. Actually, lost them. Yeah, I, I, you know the ultimate If you if you if you're truly gifted, then you will end up in the big money. But I just think there's a there's a there's a time when you know, particularly Rangers and Celtic who have got more resources, go and have a look and bring these guys in. And Celtic have done it with, with Christie and, you know, one or two others. But Scott Brown, actually, there's, there's, the, most, there's yeah. the classic example of all. Mm-hmm. Kevin Thompson went to Rangers and never quite worked out mm-hmm. for him as well as it did for Scott Brown. So there are examples of them. Go and get the Scottish players. But even if you get them for a couple of years, then they make the move, yeah. you know? Like, uh, I just... It's back to where we started, really. But... Um, you know, good luck to, to, to young Lewis who's gone. And would you bet against him ending up? Lewis Ferguson ending up in, in England, but you'll have three or four good years at Aberdeen first. Yeah, yeah, he certainly looks 
destined for a big future in the game. Well, that's right. We're back to anyway. well, that's right. We're back to <laughs> we're back to start. We'll be joined with his dad on on Thursday on the William Hill Cooking Program with Simon Ferry and Frank McIverney. We've had a fantastic <coughs> oh, Charlie. What's that? Fifty. Oh, 50 odd minutes double, um, double time of, of Chick Young and Simon Ferry thanks very much for joining us on the Open Goal podcast keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill we're now going to go away and count up Chick's £4.40 fee <laughs> put your shirt he, back on now Chick. well he tells us this, the story of why he resigns from Butlins in there. we'll join you next week goodbye it's the new football season and now TV's hit the back of the net. Oh, it's a stunner! As you can get the Sky Sports and Sports Extra Passes half price for three months. Now that's more like it! So, you can stream Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport at 50% off and all without a contract. It's perfect! That is world class. Your sport on your terms. Search now TV Sports to find out more. 18 plus content streamed via internet. Standard pricing after three months. Further terms apply. If you've been waiting for an amazing deal on a used car, your wait is over with the Renault Selection Offer. A 4.9% APR low-rate finance offer means you save over €1,000 with Renault Bank versus the majority of high street banks. Plus, you get a minimum three years warranty and three years roadside assistance across our full Renault car range. Renault Selection, a new standard in used cars. Visit your local Renault dealer today. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie.